On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Now, we've been talking earlier on in the programme, as you know, about the emissions targets. We've got some what are described as tense talks going on between the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell-Logue, and Eamon Ryan, the Transport Minister. Um, we need to get a deal by Wednesday, we're told. And Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell-Logue, is on the line now here on, on the record. Good afternoon, Minister. Good afternoon, Emmett. It's great to have you along. I don't know if you had a chance yet to read your Sunday papers, Minister, but according to, depending which one you read, you're going to be agreeing to various things. You're probably confused yourself to some degree, but we've got 24% cut in emissions in the Business Post. Um, you're quoting the Sunday Independent saying you could support uh, something more than 22%, and then the Sunday Times have you on 28% cut. I'm not sure <laughs> where you want to point us. There's a particular title you'd sort of nudge us towards about what's going to happen by Wednesday, but maybe you could just bring us up to speed on where things are at yeah well obviously i mean the sunday papers is not where the negotiations are at and and there's very productive and and constructive engagement over the last um a few weeks and indeed this has been ongoing now for many months across government departments uh first of all in terms of all of us agreeing the uh, climate action plan uh, bringing the climate action bill then through the door and also agreeing the sectoral rangers and of course what we want to do now in the best time frame possible is agree the sectoral targets for for each uh, sector of the economy because it is a key objective of the government and one which we are all very committed to of, of reaching that 51% uh, reduction of in emissions by 2030 and it's a key objective of the programme for government. We know the challenges that are there. Obviously, the EPA report that was published during the week shows the, the real pressures, upper pressures that are there and that we have to address and bring down and uh, I'm very determined to do that as indeed are all in the agricultural sector, farm families and, and, and those in, in, food, in the food sector. Um, we, uh, we want to do that and indeed we have a number of initiatives already underway uh, and in, in, in train and have a comprehensive plan as to how we'll do that. And Minister, um, and, um, just, to, just in terms of bringing us up to speed a little bit because we, our, our listeners are very interested in this subject, I mean, do you think you'll have a deal by Wednesday, whatever about the figures? Are you confident that, that something will be agreed between yourself and Eamon? Where, where, would, you, where would you put us in the optimism um, continuum there? Do you think it's going to happen? Well, I, I think we're all working productively. Obviously, until you have a deal done, it's really impossible to know when it will happen. But certainly in terms of the effort that's, being, that's going in across government and the effort that's going in, in terms of my own uh, officials working with Minister Ryan's officials, there's really productive work ongoing. And the key objective I've had throughout this process is to uh, minimise, get a conclusion, that, an outcome that minimises in every way uh, the emissions footprint of how we produce food. But really importantly, uh, backs family farms to do that massively important work that they do in relation to producing food. Um, because it's, it's, it's an essential service. It's something that, as we know, as, as we see climate change happening across the world, is getting more difficult to produce. Um, and that's happening at a time whenever the world population is growing. So it's, the, the, the production of food is a really important um, activity and profession and something that we do massively well and our farm but, families do massively well. But are, are you, are you, are you optimistic? Um, are you optimistic can. you'll get a deal by Wednesday? Could, could, could you um, I, tell us that I, much? I, I would hope that we can, but, but there's, there's a lot of work ongoing. And obviously we're teasing out in detail the various measures that can be taken, uh, which strikes that balance between continuing to back food production strongly and farm families in that regard, but also uh, taking every step we possibly can to minimise and reduce the emissions footprint of, of the food production. Because according so to the Business Post, uh, Minister, it's technology can play a huge part here. They're talking about methane reducing feed being given to cattle and so on. And they're essentially extending that to say maybe the targets don't need to be as high because technology can fill the gap here. Is that sort of a, a pillar of these talks you're having with Eamon Ryan? Well, 
That's that's one of the the measures that we have had in our plans, and that uh, we have been stepping out, and we're uh, very very far, far through now in terms of research, in terms of how uh, technologies that are already available on the market internationally and approved at European level can deliver reductions in terms of the Irish agricultural context because we are different. Lots of other agricultural models across the country or across the world are, are housed systems. We are grass-based, pasture-based production systems, so there's different challenges in relation to applying uh, feed additive uh, technology, for example, but it does have real potential to deliver reductions in this country, and that's something we will be stepping out. Also, there's a significant opportunity um, as well in relation to how we do and apply our breeding and genetic planning in, in the years ahead too to uh, breed for animals which will have lower emissions profiles and also working towards earlier slaughter of, of beef animals as well can deliver emissions reductions. And that's alongside then as well the measures we're taking in relation to reducing fertilizer, chemical fertilizer usage, backing farmers. I announced a number of schemes this year which is a very strong take up of in relation to adoption of clover swards and multi-species swards in relation to how we grow grass. That's, well, I don't, want, I don't want. I don't want to get you. I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole in the technology, because because it is, as you say, extensive. I mean, it sounds like if you if you put the three accounts and the papers together, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the three accounts seem to suggest that it's going to be a split the difference between yourself and Aim and Ryan meet somewhere in the middle, twenty four, twenty six, something like that. I mean, that's that's you, you got to read that into it. That's the all. That seems to be the consensus of all the people who follow these things closely. Well, I, I think anyone looking at the papers today, the only conclusion you could draw is that there isn't any accurate assessment in the papers in relation to where the talks are at, because there's all different um, uh, headlines. And, and But you've only got three days, uh, Minister. You've got three days to go, so, and you, you must be quite advanced uh, we, at this stage. Uh, we, we have a lot of, we're very advanced in our work, and the key objective, and what I would hope as, as Minister for Agriculture is, uh, and Food in the Marine, is that working with Minister Ryan and, and, and other government colleagues that we can strike that balance which backs food production but minimises our emissions footprint and hopefully we can do that. We're working to do it as, uh, in, in the best time frame possible, ideally uh, this week if we can. Now, Minister, I just want to ask you something, I suppose it's more personal, but your role as Agriculture Minister, I don't know if you heard our programme earlier, but I mean, I, I at some level, I have a sympathy with you and the, the, the fix you find yourself in politically this weekend and, and into next week in the sense that you as Agriculture Minister, you're there to promote the economic industry that is agriculture. You obviously go on trade missions. A lot of our food is produced for the export markets. We've plenty to, to feed ourselves domestically. I mean, it must be hard for you as Minister to have that hat on and then to sort of go into a meeting 20 minutes later with another hat on which says we're going to cut emissions by 22% or more. I mean, do you not see a kind of a, a core contradiction there where you're wearing these two hats? I mean, you're obviously doing your best to wear the two, but it can't be easy at the, in the current environment for you. I don't see it as a contradiction. I see it as something that we have to bring together because that work that we do and like we're world leading in Ireland in relation to the food we produce and how uh, how sustainably we produce it as well, but but like with every, it's, it's a challenge we have in every sector of the economy to be able to live our life um, and, uh, and and feed our population and indeed uh, contribute in relation to food production, but to minimise the emissions footprint of it, and that's a challenge across all sectors, and it's a challenge in agriculture as well. But it's about in terms of now agreeing the sectoral targets, it's about striking that balance between maintaining food production but minimising the emissions footprint of food because no, no, nobody wants to see food, the amount of food we produce reduced. That's not, that's not a policy objective. But what is a policy objective is to minimise and reduce our emissions. And that's really the, that's the task and that's a complementary task because it's something 
that every sector of the economy has to do, and I'm no different from other ministers in that regard. Um, sure, but, let's, but obviously, uh, let's look at some of the numbers. Let's look at uh, let's look at some of those numbers. You mentioned the EPA report. I mean, looking at the year we're in now, 2022, we're halfway through, so probably not going to change much. Do you expect emissions? And I'm sure you get early indications from your officials on this. Do you expect emissions from the agriculture sector to go up further again in 2022? No, I, I would expect them to reduce um, the, the 2022 figure to be a reduction on uh, this week's report and the 2021 figures. Um, last year's was an increase. Um, the main reason, a big reason for that was actually that um, grass growth in last summer was, 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 was poor and that meant that increased fertiliser was applied. It's different this year. There's less fertiliser being applied. So I would expect emissions to be reduced um, whenever the 2022 figures are published. Um, right now, where we're at in terms of the EPA report this week, uh, our overall emissions are the same now as they were in 2018. And 2018 is the base year for economy-wide emissions, which we're basing the 51% reduction having to happen from. So right now we're in the same position as we were in 2018, and we need to bring that down. And then across the economy, we need to reduce uh, across all sectors uh, taken together by 51% by 2030. So we have a lot of plans in place. For example, in relation to the 3% increase that was there in agriculture this year, or in 2021, one is, about a third of that increase was due to a record level of lime application to our soils. And that's something which, while it increases the inventory in the year it happens, it reduces um, the uh, emissions over the years after that because it, reads, it leads to more productive soil, and it leads to less fertilizer being used. So those are steps which we're taking, which I, will, I do believe will yield results. And I do, I'm fully confident that next year we'll see agriculture emissions reduced. And what's really important is that every year after that, we have a downward trajectory uh, and, and absolutely do all we can to minimize emissions. Yeah, because we have Bill Callanan, Chief Inspector at your own department, and, and I presume you don't um, you know, depart from his basic message, says to even achieve reductions at the lower end of the target range, 22% over the decade, will require a significant transformational change in the sector on a scale that has never been seen before in Irish agriculture. I mean, that's an extraordinary quote from your own chief inspector, a transformational change. So, I mean, I know you want to reassure farmers you're representing the sector, but do you think there's a slight issue here where there's a sort of a narrative of these are small tinkerings year and year and so on? This is going to change agriculture probably like it's never been changed in the history of the free state. And, and, and are you almost kind of responsible to try and bring that message to the farming community and tell them this is going to be huge? Even the 22% is not going to be an easy step change. And I, I think farmers fully recognise that as well. And farmers are up for this journey. And indeed, farmers are already on this journey in relation to, to, to lowering our emissions and taking steps which will deliver on that. Um, and uh, Bill Callan is absolutely spot on reaching that 20, 22% does require transformation of how we do agriculture and our agriculture has evolved over the years and over the decades and farmers have always been very innovative and we're going to have to adopt new technologies and new methods of uh, that will see our fertilizer usage reduced for example that will adopt further clover swords um, that will improve our breeding. And what, what, about, um, what, what about and also, also the potential for energy as well, and sure. energy production and carbon capture? Um, but what about carbon trade? What about carbon trading, Minister? I don't see that yeah. coming up much in, in any of your. Speeches. That will be that will, no. That will be a really significant part of it. Um, but uh, so the potential for farmers to uh, capture carbon um, through, for example, also through forestry, with very significant targets in relation to growing forestry over the next number of years. And also the potential that farmers have as well in relation to energy production. 
I recently, uh, this year, announced, for example, a 60% grant for solar panels on farms and farm roofs. There's real potential in relation to that. Also, for actual solar panels uh, at a commercial level uh, on, on farms and also potential as well for generation of biogenic methane um, and using, uh, using land to do that. Um, and that is something that there's real potential in. So these are all measures which were uh, have as part of our plans. These are also all measures which farmers are very much up for. Uh, and will adopt and, and drive on with. But I think the key ask from all of us, everyone in the agricultural sector, is that we have a target which is achievable, which we can deliver on, which we have a pathway to delivering, and really importantly, which enables agriculture to transform. But in doing that, also ensures that we continue to be the really productive food producer that we are, because that production of food is a really important service. It's really important to our own country, and it's also important in relation to the role we play in terms of producing food for other parts of the for, for other countries and other peoples as well. And whenever we see the impact of climate, the, the increasing temperatures across the globe and how that's impacting in relation to the challenges many parts of the world to produce food, it's really important that we do the most we can to actually continue to produce that, that food, particularly given that the world population is increasing in the, in the years ahead too. So because, um, it's about striking that balance sure. and really importantly providing income streams as well for farmers on that because, journey um, ahead and recognising There's always that danger of values. that we, we, you know, nobody wants to sugarcoat the message. You're talking a lot about anaerobic digesters. <coughs> I mean, these are extraordinarily expensive pieces of capital equipment on a farm. I mean, <laughs> don't you need to tell farmers that even if we use these technologies, there's going to be huge outlays, even if they're able to do that. I mean, you know, is that a message you need to spell out more clearly that we're talking about huge money is needed on individual farms to bring them up to the technology standards that you're actually talking about yourself? Well, uh, from a farmer's point of view and a farm family's point of view, um, anaerobic digestion and, and, the, and, and energy production uh, will be an income stream and will actually be able to deliver additional income to farmers. Um, we see, for example, this year in relation to the, 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 the tenfold increase there's been in gas prices, um, that has made the economics around anaerobic digestion and biogenic methane production uh, much more economical, but it is going to require state support and state investment um, in relation to actually ensuring that happens. Because from, uh, and from a farm family point of view, it will be about delivering additional income to them. Um, so that's something that's very much part of our considerations as, as a government. Um, and likewise, in relation to the capacity there for solar energy, something that has been stepped out by the government and that Minister Ryan's department is leading out on now is the, is the feed-in tariff so that when energy is returned to the grid from solar panels, that there will be payments for that. And that's going to deliver real capacity for farmers to have new income streams as well. And, and farmers are really up for that and will adopt that. And, and as we know from you know, how they've uh, innovated over the years, will drive that on. Um, but really importantly, that needs to be alongside continuing to be really uh, backing farm families in relation to the food production that they do, um, but alongside that, minimising the emissions footprint of that food production. So would you expect, I mean, just for listeners who aren't in agriculture, there's pretty much uh, almost two cows for every member of the Irish population now at this stage. Do you expect in the next five years to the number of cattle, there's obviously beef cattle, dairy cattle, etc., but do you expect the number of cattle in total to be down considerably after yourself and Eamon Ryan and others who come after you make these um, agreements? Oh, what I would foresee here is, is a, stable, a stable situation with regard to our herd. There has been expansion in recent years from 1984 to 2015. There was milk quotas in place which restrained the capacity of farms to uh, produce milk. Um, since that, the quotas were done away with in 2015, we've seen an increase in the herd because of primarily increased milk production. That is stabilising now. Actually, milk production this year is down one or two percentage points. 
Um, so that is starting to stabilize, and I expect to see a stable herd um, over the time ahead. But I also expect to see that alongside farmers adopting and taking up, uh, diversifying the uh, and to, new alternative options as well which will be available to them such as increased forestry such as the capacity for energy production biogenic methane etc and overall what we want to see happening is that farm families become stronger in the years ahead the role that they play in relation to food production will be more important than ever minister but um, also the role they play in relation sure. to energy production and, and also ecosystem services will also be really just a, lot, a lot of and, people in the the climate side of this um, debate and i don't like to divide it down in that binary way but but it tends to come out like that are saying all they hear here is go softly backsliding you know different kind of modifications are you actually committed to the overall carbon targets that have been voted for in the doll and by your own party are, are you fully committed to them at the top end not just at the lower end so so are, are you committed to getting up to 30 percent down the line are you actually can you say on the air yes i'm fully committed to that we're absolutely committed to reaching the 51 percent reduction across the economy by 20 by 2030 uh, without a doubt, across all government. And what we have to agree then in terms of the sectoral targets is the, ensuring that each sector can do the, the maximum that they can. Um, and from an agriculture point of view, that's balancing our capacity to minimise emissions uh, while pre- continuing to put that important role of producing food. Um, so, And as, as Bill Callan, as you mentioned, Bill Callan uh, said at the Agriculture Committee last week, that will require real transformation. It's not business as usual from an agriculture point of view. It's real transformation uh, in terms of Irish agriculture that will be required to reach that 22% even uh, in terms of our, our, our range. Um, and obviously what I want to achieve now with government colleagues over the next uh, short, over the next very short period of time is achieving that balance between minimising our emissions footprint and backing farm families in their, their, their really important work they do in food production. See, it's one of the problems with targets and you've been around long enough to know that the minister who brings them in is often not around when we get to sort of assessing whether they were done or not. And um, We're told we're going to have a reshuffle later this year when... Um, Minister Varadkar goes back in as Taoiseach, if that happens, of course, but it seems to be moving in that direction. You may not be around for any of this. So, I mean, I know you've said in the Sunday Independent you're hoping to stay as minister, but that might not be or is definitely not in your gift. So it's always like at this with a lot of government targets. The minister who brings them in, who signs them off, whether it's yourself or Eamon Ryan, simply will not be in post when we come to see can they actually be delivered. What, what do you think is going to happen in terms of political accountability in this area? Yeah, well, unless I become one of the longest-serving agriculture ministers in the history of the state, it's very unlikely I'll be minister up to 2030. And certainly, I hope to to, to remain as minister over the court or after, after December, and that'll be a decision for for, for the Taoiseach. But uh, I take the the responsibility and leadership role I have very seriously in relation, and, and indeed recognise very strongly as well the important time this is in relation to setting targets which we can deliver upon um, as a sector, and indeed putting pathways in place in relation to how we deliver them. And we have been stepping that out. We do have uh, a comprehensive plan uh, called Acclimatise um, with a range of measures which are already being stepped out. And uh, the important thing now is that we do uh, set a target which can be delivered, which does stretch the sector, but really does strike the appropriate balance alongside food production. Um, and I look forward for, us, uh, for, for the time ahead, continuing that journey and setting us in a strong course. Because I do believe that over the next number of years, farm families and the role that farmers play will be more important than it has ever been. 
um, because of the uh, leadership that will be required from them, not just in food production, but in energy Minister, production, and um, also in ecosystem I'm services. Sure, we're tight on time. I don't, interrupt, interrupt your, I don't interrupt your flow, but I want to ask you one final question in a slightly related area, but somewhat different. Uh, um, front page of the Business Post, electric car grants to be cut in budget amid rising costs from higher sales. This is a story that suggests that, again, your, your colleague, Minister Ryan, is going to essentially lessen the support for switching over to electric cars, the, the government grant that is provided for people to make that switch. Would you be concerned, that, concerned about that? We've got a lot of people from rural areas saying, I absolutely need a car, electric it may be, but I'm certainly not going to switch if it's made less attractive. What, what do you, what's your good reaction to that idea that it could be made less generous to switch from petrol or diesel over to electric? I mean, it seems to cut against the policy up to now, it would seem to be a change around. First of all, do you know anything about the idea and what's your, your good reaction to it? I've seen that story this, today as well. I, I think the, the grants are really important in relation to that transition to electric. Um, there's been really good progress made this year. Uh, 50% of all new cars are either fully electric or hybrid. And I think government supports are really important in relation to building that momentum. And it's certainly something as a government we need to continue to support. And uh, it's been really encouraging to see the response from the public as well in terms of making that transition and how quickly it's evolving. But it will be crucial, I believe, that as a government, we continue to back that and see that transition continue. So you'd like to see the current regime pretty much as is. That's what I'm picking up. I, I, I would. I think that I think it's really important. I think you know with the progress is there has been very much driven by that, and that's something we need to to continue to support people in in that transition. And there's no doubt, you know, between over the next few years, I see massive progress and massive potential here in relation to transforming the transport fleet to electric. Uh, that's that will go alongside then the increased amount of renewable electricity that we're able to generate and indeed there's massive potential for us to, to develop in the years ahead to become a net a net um, energy exporter um, as well as a, indeed driver transport okay. fleet and our, our economy but central in that is at the moment and for the, the foreseeable future is backing that through government support and I certainly would uh, want to see that continue. Okay, that's a, an emphatic answer on that question. Um, you're a little bit more cagey on this week, <laughs> week uh, meetings but good luck with it. Uh, thanks for joining us here on News Talk today. That's Minister Thank Charlie McConnell-Oak who is, as you know, Agriculture Minister calling in from Donegal. He's got a busy week ahead so does his colleague Eamon Roy. Let's see if they can paper over a deal and move our emissions targets forward and get them developed and implemented. On the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday morning at 11. On News Talk.